you are listening to the B-Cast. It's your buddy, it's your cousin, it's your family member, Vic Cedeno. And we're back. It's a new episode. I'm wearing a hoodie because it's cold. And we are back in the basement. It's cold in here and um, the boss said no heat. We cannot put the heat on in the winter. We must wear layers. I like to wear layers because I just don't like to jam the heat up. I mean, it's just me down here in the morning and I can wear a hoodie. I got pajama bottoms on that you can't see, but I can see and I'm comfortable and I don't need to jack the heat up and I don't need to pay $350 when PSCNG sends a bill for my equal rights. Then I don't have to pay. So. This podcast is brought to you by 18 Pool Tables. You ever heard of them? You have a pool table. I have a pool table. You see my pool table back there? I'm selling it. If anybody wants to buy it, it's a nice seven-foot indoor. It's not an outdoor pool table. It's an indoor pool table. It's a seven-foot United Billiards uh, bar table. It's one piece. Carry in, carry out. That whole frame stays together. And I'm selling it. And somebody's going to buy it. And when they buy it, they think they're going to come here and take that pool table apart and carry it out themselves. Most likely, mostly people think that you're going to be able to, you know, uh, take the legs off and carry the rest of it out. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry. Pool tables need professional pool table experts. And that's what you get when you call the A-team. Dun, 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 dun. The A-team will send over a pair of former felons and they will come to your house with a cool van that is completely jacked up for no reason and it's got special tires for no reason because they just deliver pool tables. They do not go on missions to save the world, so they do not need a jacked up van but they got one anyway just to look cool when they pull up to your house and your neighbors will be like hey what is john doing what's john up to why does he have ba baracus uh, carrying boxes into his house what's going on john hmm we need to know the neighbors are going to be nosy they're going to want to know what your business is because you have a jacked up van outside of your house with special tires and ba baracus unloading pool table equipment from it and bringing it inside your house and he's got 700 gold chains what are you paying your employees that they're wearing 700 gold chains hmm? 18 pool tables tell me Tell me what is your problem that you're paying your employees with 700 gold chains and they're just delivering pool tables into people's houses with gloves with no fingers, huh? New Jersey, that's NJNYPoolTableService.com. 18 pool tables. The number one name in pool tables. 
Look at this. In the about in the about section of the A Team website, you'll find a picture of young William Jr. William Jr. is the owner operator of Eighteen pool tables. He's also been my friend for over fifteen years, and guess what? He has over fifteen years' experience in pool tables. What a coincidence! It's almost like if I brought him into this business, like if I gave him his start in this business, not his dad, me. All right, I got him into this business. I broke him into this business. That's why I read these ads on my goddamn podcast every week. All right, it's out of loyalty. All right, because I gave. William Jr. a business to run and provide for his family for the rest of his life. This is a um, this is a business that's going to stay in his family for for generations, and it was because of me. All right, I I did this for them. So he's got a nice little picture, and it's about me section, and it's a, a picture from his uh, junior formal. It's very nice, uh, and it's got 15 years of experience. William Jr. has been the owner of 18 Pool Table Service Specialized. Now listen. When you get somebody to design your website and they write the about you section, remember that the about you section is a reflection of you. This is what people are going to read that introduces them to you. This is their first impression of you. So when you get somebody to design your website, make sure they know how to read. Make sure they're at a little bit level of reading and comprehension. All right. That way you won't get the disaster that I'm about to read to you now. I don't know where the sentence starts or begins, so I'm just going to start from the back again. All right, with 15 years of experience in the billiards industry, William Jr. has been the owner of the 18 pool table service specialized, comma spreading his experience all over the tri-state area. Period. That's the first sentence. Immediately, someone may not hire you because they think you can't read. All right. The next sentence says, "Williams, not William, just my friend William, but the whole family of Williams." All right, Williams has always held an interest in the mechanics of how things work and what makes them not work, comma. His profession is not only a business, but will continue to earn the A-team an impressive reputation in the billiards industry. That makes no fucking sense. You needed a semicolon and you put a comma. So your sentence has no, no, no semblance of a complete sentence. Having the opportunity to embrace his passion to work in such a field has truly been a dream come true for William Jr. And the success of his business has been most rewarding. The sentence was a disaster. Luckily, the 18 pool table services, their work, their work makes them seem like geniuses. When they're finished with your pool table, you will think that they all went to MIT and not Garfield High School. When they finish their work, you're going to be like, holy shit, you guys are maestros, magicians, the way they look. See the way that table looks back there? That table, you see how that table looks really, really, really bad? That They had nothing to do with this table yet. They had nothing to do with this table. That's why this table is in bad shape. It needs new cloth. It needs new rubbers. But I'm going to sell it at a nice cheap price, maybe like 400 bucks. Somebody will buy it. They have a brand new table to put in their house. They got to call the A-team. The A team's gonna come. They're gonna take that table apart. They're gonna um, put pack it all away in this ridiculous looking van that looks like it's gonna go uh, on a safari. And they're gonna put that in there with B A Baracus, and he's gonna put everything nicely so it doesn't scratch. They're gonna bring it over to the place where you want to install it. They'll set up the frame. They'll show you where it's gonna go before it gets heavy. And then they make it heavy. Then they'll put new cloth. They'll put new rubber, and this table will be playing like 
new. You will have a brand new looking table in your house for less than the price of a brand new table. That's how buying used pool tables works online. People do it all the time. You'd be surprised. The, the A team does not um, rely only on new table serve, new pool table sales. All right. Most of this business is moving tables and fixing them. All right. And people love their tables. Do you love your table? Do you love your pool table? Because if you do and you're not dealing with the A team, then you don't really love your table. Somebody should tell your table that you don't love them. You don't love them enough to get A team pool table services. You're getting B team pool table services. That's what we're going to do. A team pool table services. All right. Go to the website, find out more information about them, call them, all right, 201-538-5428, call them, 201-538-5428, call them and get your shit together, all right? NY is a nice state, but the website is njnypooltableservice.com, nynjpooltableservice.com, dun, 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 dun. Eighteen pool table services. Bitch. Yo, I paid the bills, bro. I paid the bills up in this motherfucker. Got my coffee going. It's Monday morning. It's a new week. New week is new opportunity. So what are you going to do on Monday? Are you going to complain that it's Monday? Or are you going to be looking for shit to do on Monday? Looking for shit to do. Isn't that weird to say you're looking for shit to do on a Monday? I don't want to look for anything to do. I want to chill. I want to chill and do nothing. But guess what? Chilling and doing nothing gets you chilling and doing nothing. Chilling and doing nothing gets you doing nothing. There ain't no opportunities in that. I love doing that though. God damn if I didn't do that all weekend. Wasted opportunities. I just sit around too much, bro. I just sit around too much and chill. I like chilling. I got all these things I have to post and list and sell. But we're making moves. All right. Um, credit report update. We've been talking about fixing my credit and the things that um I got to do this is going to be a short episode too because it's already almost 6 a.m. and I got to get ready for work soon. Um, and I've just been dragging my ass and I want to make sure I get another Monday episode out for you guys. Um, keep it consistent because next week, next week's episode's coming out and then the week after that is the social media break. I'm going dark. I'm going dark from social media. Can't wait. Um, so I'm just going to be posting episodes. I'm not even going to be announcing them. So if you listen to the podcast, stay tuned for new episodes because they're just going to drop. I'm not even going to say nothing. They're just going to drop. They're going to drizzy, drizzy drop. All right. So um, update on my life this week. Um, as you guys know, I'm on the mission to fix my credit, take care of all this nonsense um, and change my spending habits. My spending habits are out of control. I just waste money on shit that I don't. On shit that I don't. I don't want to say that I don't need. Because I need food. I just need to make better decisions. I need to make better spending decisions. I need to develop better spending habits. 
It's very important. We need to develop special spending habits that are responsible. Okay, we need to have responsible spending habits and make sure we're not spending money on stupid stuff. Okay, we can't be spending money on stupid stuff. Okay, Sedeno, Sedeno, don't be spending money on stupid stuff. Okay, all right. We don't need to eat out three times a day when you have food at home. And you can make yourself a sandwich. Just make yourself a sandwich. Why do you have to go and eat Taco Bell? Alright? You're fat enough. Aren't you going to get your stuff together? Aren't you going to get back in shape, Victor? How are you going to get back in shape if you're eating bullshit? I don't know why I went on that tangent, but these are the conversations that I'm having in my head. And uh, it just, I can't have money in my pocket like it just burns a hole in my pocket like it's gotta go all right next thing you know like i'm buying one o'clock in the afternoon coffees just to spend money and then those you know like that 350 then i'll spend another you know uh 250 on a bottle of water later then i'll you know when i get that water i'll get a fucking pack of m&ms like is this just always something there's just an always something that when I have money in my pocket, I have to go spend it. So one of the things I'm focusing on this year is developing better spending habits and um, not keeping up with the Joneses, pretending, not pretending, acting as if I'm broke, acting as if I don't have money, especially with the credit, because when I don't have cash, I like to spend credit. Credit. I have no problems going to fucking 7-Eleven and dropping $6.52 on my credit card, on my debit, or on just a credit card, right? And that shit adds up, man. I've looked at months of spending, and you see just those little little transactions, and you see 10 of them in a month, all right? Now, 10, 10 transactions in a month doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound crazy. But two trans, you know, three transactions in a week, three random, you know, like three random transactions in a week, three impulse buys in a week, let's say of three to seven, let's say seven dollars, three impulse buys of seven dollars every week. That's twenty one dollars times four. That's eighty dollars. It's eighty dollars I waste in a month. And when you're when you're going paycheck to paycheck, when you're. Um, you know, trying to save money when you're trying to pay bills, when you're trying to overcome debt, when you're trying to, you know, save for a goal, like every fucking dollar matters. So I have all this money that I'm wasting, I'm hemorrhaging. And um, I need to develop better habits. Like the same thing when I get uh, some new, some new weed. Like when I get my, you know, when I re-up on weed, I smoke like I have an unlimited supply. And then when I'm running low, my smoking habits change. So why don't my smoking habits stay the same like when they were when, you know what I mean? You know you know what I'm trying to say, right? You know. So these are the things I'm talking about. So habits. So this weekend, a very major development in my credit uh, thing happened. Something I wasn't planning on doing. Something I've wanted to do. Uh, but I wasn't actively 
seeking it out because I had been denied so many times. I was looking for a debt consolidation loan. I was looking for a debt consolidation loan and um, I, I'm, I had maybe like 17, I have 16, $17,000 in debt on four credit cards that I'm paying about $490 in um, payments every month. Every month I'm having to pay $490 on four different credit cards. It's a fucking drain. All right. That's a BMW payment. And this is all from behaviors that, you know, it wasn't like I had an emergency on my card that I had to put on. No, these are all behaviors because I used to make, um, and this is, I, I always use this as like the reason why I'm behind so much, but it's not. The real reason I'm behind so much is because of my behaviors, my spending patterns. That is the reason. However, this had started to get out of control after I stopped working um, at Top Shelf. Uh, after I was not, you know, making over six figures a year. And when my, my spending habits had gotten out of control during that time because I had more access to money. So this wasn't the cause of my behavior. This just was a situation that made the behavior go a little crazy because I had excess cash. I had a corporate credit card I had access to. I had bonus money that was coming in um, pretty regularly. Plus my paycheck was, excuse me, uh, was more than I was making at any other job. So I had a lot more money than I was used to. And I was spending it on stupid shit. I was just buying stupid shit. Uh, Amazon deliveries every day. Uh, you know, just stuff with a credit card. And then when I stopped having access to that money, I kept that lifestyle with my own credit cards. And just a lot of control. Just buying things that I didn't need. Um, you know, like uh, watch bands for my from my Apple watch, um, just, just stuff that I didn't need. So that behavior continued and that behavior led me to all this credit card debt. So I was looking for a debt consolidation loan, just a loan from one person that I can use to pay off all those other loans and then just pay one person a lower amount every month. So I tried to get that from Discover. Discover uh, is one of my credit cards, and they would send me regular offers to send me loans. Why, why do you send me an offer? Tell me that I'm pre-approved and then deny me when I ask. You dirty sluts. All right, Discover, you guys are dick teases. I don't know what fucking twisted little bitch is running your show over there, but they're dick teases. All right, they get off on giving people blue balls. All right, you ever met those girls? You ever met those girls? You ever talked to those girls? Like I've been friends with girls that have told me they like giving guys blue balls. All right, that's torture. That should be against the Geneva Code, the Geneva Convention. I'm pretty sure that's a war crime. All right, giving somebody blue balls on purpose, that's a war crime. You should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. They should have... Uh, live public hangings for people that like to give blue balls to other people intentionally right and that's what discover does discover you fucking asshole motherfuckers love to dictate 
All right. They tell me all my problems are solved. And then they say, just kidding. Bitch ass motherfuckers. So I would get these letters in the mail saying I'm pre-approved. All right. I have an account. It's a it's a special offer for you only. This is what they do to you. They sweet talk you. They fucking sweet talk you. They wine and dine you with your little rewards points. They make you think you're so special. They make you think you're so special. And then they rip the fucking rug out from under you. And then you apply. And then they say, actually, now that we've thought about it, you're not that hot. (laughs) You're not that cute. Now that we thought about it. You know? Is that how it feels as a girl? Like you give a guy your number, he calls, shows a little bit of interest. You give up the fucking pussy. And then he's like, you know what? Actually, uh, I don't really want to be in a relationship. Uh, I kind of want to be by myself. I'm not ready. You know, you motherfucker. How does that feel when they do that to you? Huh? How does it feel when I do that to you? Gross. How do you treat people like that? Discover. You son of a bitch. Discover. Just dick tease in America. Terrible. So, uh, I tried to get the loan through Discover. Discover did not approve me. So, I I was kind of... Um, I kind of lost hope on that. I kind of lost hope on the the idea that I was ever going to get a loan to fix this. And I looked at something yesterday and it told me, was it just one card? I think it was just one card that if I had just kept making the minimum payments, it was going to be 10 years, 10 years of making just the minimum payment before I would ever pay that card off. And that's not using it again. I like to use, especially if I got like a little bit of space, a little bit of space. I kept my cards. Let's, let's get, let's get down to the sickness. I've kept my cards to the limit, except for the minimum payment that I make. And then I would make the minimum payment. I would spend the minimum payment that I put on. (sighs) And then it would like overdraft me and then I'd pay that down. And you know, it's just a vicious circle of bad spending habits. It's embarrassing. It really is. It's embarrassing to talk about these spending habits, especially with just this little mustache on my face. All right. To talk about spending habits, to talk about my insecurities and my failures and my shortcomings with this little mustache on my face takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot of balls for me to come on here on this little microphone with this little mustache and tell you the truth. All right. I'm brave. I'm a hero. And I will continue to be until the day that they silence me on social media again. Just so you know. Coming here and ripping truths. Telling the truth. Ripping band-aids off. Just ripping band-aids off one shot. Telling you the truth. Coming from the heart with this little mustache. It doesn't get better than this. That's all I got to say. All right. It doesn't get better than this. So bad spending habits and all and all my shortcomings. I um I'm also a member of Credit Karma. Creditkarma.com. Credit Karma. 
Uh, Credit Karma is a very nice little app that helps you out with your credit. Now, Credit Karma app, it's spelled... Oh, it is credit, like regular. I thought credit was spelled with a K. I thought they were being real cool. So it's Credit Karma, CK. Credit Karma. And that app tells you about all your debt. It tells you your credit scores on your TransUnion and Equifax. It does not give you your Experian credit score. It gives you your Experian. So for those of you that don't know, there are three major credit reporting agencies. TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Those are the three players. Also, oh, this one gives you TransUnion and Equifax. It does not give you Experian. Of course, because my Experian credit score is over 700, they won't give you that one. Um, all right, so I have Credit Karma. And uh, I like Credit Karma. It tells me my score. It has, um, it has a credit analyzer. So it, you can go in there and you can run scenarios of, let's say you come into... Um, let's say taxes, taxes are coming, right? Or the stimulus check, you get this money, you have $10,000 worth of debt and you have it across these cards and you have this money and you're like, I want to make the most impact with this thousand dollars, right? I want to make the most impact on my credit. I want to do the thing that makes, gives me the most power. That's what Susie Orman's always talking about giving, what are you going to do that gives you the most power with your money? So you can run scenarios on this credit analyzer with Credit Karma, and it will tell you what will happen if you do something. So if I say, I'm going to take this $1,000, I'm going to put it all towards Discover. I want to see what happens with my credit score once I do this. It'll do it. It'll run that scenario and tell you what your new credit score is. It'll do the same, you know, for whatever scenarios you run, and it'll give you um, uh, the outcome, the result of your decisions. Imagine if you had this fucking app in your life. Like if I can just run an analyze, like, should I sell this guy, this weed, this undercover cop, this weed? I didn't know he was an undercover cop, but this credit wise app just told me he was an undercover cop. So if I sell him this weed, that scenario is not going to be favorable for me. See that? Oh, or it would say, Hey, doing this is going to help you grow up. Cause you're going to have to go to jail. And, um, figure your shit out you can't be a fucking little bitch anymore anyway the credit scenario thing so that you know i i have the app for that and also tells you your you know your accounts it tells you when you um new accounts open if your account gets closed changes in your credit score different things that are reported um so it's a nice little app to have <clears throat> especially if you're trying to fix your credit so um I will open the app and then there, there's also offers on there and based on your profile, you will get offered, um, you will get different offers. So I got, you know, different credit card offers. I'd always get, um, loan offers and things. And I never, excuse me. I never really paid attention to them except the other day I opened the app, told me I had a credit score change. I opened the app. Or did it send, send me an email saying I had an offer? I think it sent me an email saying I had an offer, like I had a loan offer. And I was like, oh, they have loans there too, like I remember. So I went back on there and, um, you know, they told me they had a loan. I was pre-approved. Um, the monthly payment that I was pre-approved for was like 100 and 
$125 less than what I'm paying a month on the credit card. So I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. This is the scenario that I'm looking for. It's going to give me some more breathing room um, every month. And it will also uh, give me an end date for my credit cards. It will um, wipe all that debt off my credit cards. And, you know, it, it gives me an opportunity to fix things. Right. So I applied without much optimism gonna fucking give me a loan i just didn't think it was possible which by the way i have to say is stupid as fuck all right or it's disheartening as fuck because i just thought about it even more on one hand i'm like how are these people not giving me a loan to pay less than what i'm paying a month already like it doesn't make sense like if i'm showing you that i can pay 490 dollars every month why don't you think i can pay 370 if you pay all that off, why don't you think I could pay 370? That is not the only consideration. That's why. The other consideration is the fact that if they do pay this loan off for me, how likely am I to continue to use those credit cards after I pay them off? Because if I have 370 that I have to pay back for the loan for paying off all my credit cards, if I start using all my credit cards again, it's going to be 370 plus whatever the new monthlies are going to be on those credit cards. And we could have a serious problem. Because I can get back up to 490 real quick, and then it'll be 490 plus 370 every month, and I'm homeless. All right, that's how the people in California end up on Skid Row. It's credit card debt. That's why everybody's on the street is because Discover is playing fucking games with them and dick teasing America. Discover is dick teasing America, and now we have credit bubbles and fucking Tim Dillon selling subprime mortgages like a fucking dick tease that he is. Hmm. Hmm. Dick T scams. So we have um the loan. So anyway, um yeah, so I got approved for the loan and I got approved through Lending Club. Not Lending Tree, Lending Club. And I didn't know there was this whole thing online about um crowdfunding loans crowdfunding loans so lending club gets a whole bunch of people that are want that want to invest in loans right because loans have interest so you're going to make money on a loan based on the risk of the person so you know whatever the amount is plus the person's credit profile and their history ends up being a certain amount of risk and then you can invest in that risk as a you know uh investor cool idea um i got approved somebody fucking funded my loan and in a few days i had fucking 17 grand deposited into my account it was fucking weird it was weird i don't think i've ever had that much deposited into a personal account i've done it in business but never in personal accounts so my personal account got a nice little fucking but i was i could have said i was like damn i could just bounce bro I could just bounce. I could take that to Mexico and live like a king. Like a king for a fucking week. Go down there and start a business. And just disappear. But they follow you, bro. They're fucking credit people. Follow you everywhere. I just have to become a fucking Bitcoin investor. So anyway. Um, gotta wrap this up. Because the morning poop is coming. The morning poop is coming. His little turtle head is sticking out. Saying good morning. Good morning. I need to go and play in the water. Um, 
yeah, so I got the loan. They deposited that money in my account. I tell you, I tell you, very tempted to buying AirPods that I lost replacing my AirPods. Um, I wanted to buy ounces of weed. I wanted to um, uh, buy a, a PS5. I wanted to buy a PS5. Um, I just wanted to buy things. And I have to say I was very responsible. Made all those credit card payments. Paid them all off. I had a you know, few hundred dollars left over. Because I had to overshoot the loan. Because they give you a loan amount, but then they take a slice. They're like, hey, listen, we'll loan you 20, but we're only giving you 19. I need this 1,000 off the top, which is nice. It's good for them. Good for them. Take your 1,000. I'll take the rest. And um, I paid my credit cards off. I have zero balances on my credit cards for the first time since I got them years ago. I have zero balances on my credit card. It's been so dope to look at that. I keep logging into my accounts every once in a while and just see that zero balance. And I'm like, paid you off, bitch. I paid you off, bitch. I got on the Discover. I got on the Discover card and I hit pay balance, not pay minimum. I clicked the pay balance button, bro. Pay balance. Discover, gone. Capital One Visa, gone. Capital One MasterCard, gone. Amazon Financial Services, gone. Bitch ass motherfuckers. I was late one payment. I was late one payment and they just closed my account. And I wasn't even late like I didn't make the payment. I made the payment, but the way my money was transferred and stuff, the funds weren't available and the payment didn't go through. And then they were like, fuck you. We can't trust you. One time, bro. One time. These people don't give you no second chances. All right. They're like black women. They give you no second chances. They just fucking, you're done. You fuck up. You're done. All right. Amazon credit card services, financials, black women. Run by black women, black woman company. The Amazon Financial Services is a black woman run company. So give them your business. All right. Because black lives matter, especially when they're not giving you a second chance. It's not giving you a second chance. Why can't you give me a second chance? <sighs> Fuck you. I paid your balance. How about that? And you closed my that ba- You closed my car. You did it for me because now I can't go back and order stuff on Amazon recklessly like before that two-day shipping man that fucking it's bad news it's bad news it's like opium like opium trade if you got amazon prime for dope be a problem it'd be a problem because people can't wait two days they'd get sick (laughs) they'd get sick from that dope um yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got for today. This is this is today's episode. This is this week's episode. It's good. 40 minutes. 40 minutes, you bastards. I got this nice shave, though. Check me out. Hmm? Officer? Excuse me, officer? My name is Victor Sardegna. You killed my father. Prepare to die. My name... Is Victor Sardegna. And you, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Great fucking movie. Um, yeah, so I paid the loan off. I paid all my credit card. I didn't pay the loan off. I got the loan. I paid the credit card off. The credit cards off. Um, and that's happily ever after. Now I got to make my payments starting in February. And... I feel a lot better. Um, 
I've also secured an apartment. So I will be moving in the next week or so. Tough business. This is tough business. The kid doesn't know yet. Uh, me and the wife are very cool about the proceedings. Not really talking to a lot of people about things, trying to keep things quiet. You know, it's even though it happens to a lot of people, it's still embarrassing that we have to go through this. Um, but it's for the better. It's for the better. And um, things are going to look up. Things are going to look up. I was pretty, pretty, pretty down about it. I've been pretty down about it. I've been pretty quiet about it. Especially, you know, on the podcast and stuff. A lot of people don't know about it. Uh, I don't think anybody that she knows listens to the podcast. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the kid was giving me a lot of anxiety. Just, you know, have, thinking about having that conversation with her and having to explain what's going on. And after talking with some people in the inner circle... Um, I don't think we need to have that conversation. I think it could be something that's just gradually done and, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a conversation. It's just another place that we go to and, um, you know, we'll figure it out. But uh, I'm very optimistic. I'm, I feel a lot better. And uh, thank you for all of the people that reach out, all of your support. Um, all of your messages, you know, some of these episodes get dark, um, when I talk about my feelings and, um, uh, I try not to bring the mood down and be upsetting and stuff. I try to keep this light, I try to keep this fun. However, I do want to talk about, um, the things that I go through because it helps me stay honest with myself. It helps me, um, do things I'm not used to doing, which is communicating my feelings. I have a hard time telling people things. I have a hard time telling people I'm going through something. I just get quiet. I go dark. Um, Friday was Kate Lawler's birthday. I'm so sorry that I had to cancel. I was supposed to perform on her show and I had to cancel because I spent the whole fucking day crying. I was so upset Friday. I just, there's only so long you can cover up emotions before they come out. And, um, Friday I was home um you know like the kid was here and everything and I just I, I just was very broken up about it it just was on my mind it's been on my mind but I've you know been pushing it to the side and then finally it just bubbled up and and I couldn't control my feelings all day I just felt very down I felt very negative I didn't want to be happy I didn't want to celebrate with people um I knew that if I went I would have had a good time but there would have been a point during during that I just would have I, I just wanted to leave. And I probably should have went and I probably should have faced it. And this is just more of me being non-confrontational. But um so I didn't go. I, you know, I gave Kate ten bucks to buy a couple beers for her birthday and uh I stayed home. But then I woke up the next day and, you know, like I said, I had that conversation with my brother. And, um, I feel so much better. I feel hopeful. I feel, um, I feel like I'm carrying less weight around knowing that I don't have to devastate this little girl's world. Even though I, I still feel like I am going to, but, um, I don't have to do it like, uh, it, 
doesn't have to be a, a moment. You know, it could be something that's spread out over time and makes it easier for everyone. And uh, I feel like less impactful, less traumatic for it to be like a moment rather than it just be like something that you just figure out. <sighs> it sucks, but uh, I think we're all going to be better off for it. And um, I'm very, very optimistic. I'm very optimistic. Things happen for a reason. Um, I truly, truly, truly believe that. I've seen so much death in my life. All right, tragedy, death, like tragic death, not just people dying. Like, um, you know, my 12-year-old cousin, you know, being found in a fucking trunk of a car, tri types of tragedy, all right? And from all these scenarios, something good has come out of it. Something positive has come out of it. And this is not going to be any different. It's going to make me a better person and me being a better person is going to help me be a better father and a better partner. So, um, I'm optimistic about that. And, uh, that's it. That's it for this episode, guys. I, I appreciate you listening. I'm going to drag this. I just keep dragging this out. I always drag these goodbyes out. Look, it looks like I'm wearing a dog collar, but that's my little pepperhead's dog collar. All right. Um, I have nothing going on. No new shows. February social media break. I encourage you. I urge you. I implore you to do this with me. Give yourself a break. You will not regret it, um, especially after, you know, the madness that's been this last year and the election and all that stuff. If you've never taken a social media break, I urge you to take one. Um, just delete the apps from your phone. You don't have to delete the accounts and, and see, see what happens, see what happens to you over a week, um, over a month. I know for over the month for me, I just, I get more time and I do more things. I do more different things and it's a very, very, very welcomed mental break. And you see how much more important people are to you. When you can't talk to them. Things we take for granted. So I urge you. Take a social media break with me. It's the shortest month of the year. I uh, did not do that by design. It just happened to be that way. But take advantage. Unplug. Feel better about yourself. Um, you know. Pick a goal. Um, I'm thinking. Thinking of. I'm thinking of doing no sugar February. Along with the social media break. Um, just, a, a practice and discipline, no sugar, um, not from fruit or, you know, can like no sugar from candy for the month of February with my social media, God damn hiccups with the social media break and we'll be better for it. All right. Um, Vic is com. all that good stuff. Follow us on all social medias and be a good person. All right. Try to smile some more. Smile under that mask. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're listening to my day of the week. Ah!